Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And we've got uh, one of our favorite guests on, Patrick Wood. And Pat's going to talk to us about AI today. Before we go there, though, I speak to you all the time about the importance of parallel economy, especially what the globalists are trying to do to us with smart city, CBDC, and all the rest of it. And one of the best things you can do right now is protect what you've got in the bank. And you really have to get it out of the bank. And that includes your retirement, your bank account, leave operating capital in. And you need to convert to something that's held its value for 6,000 years, namely gold. Now, there's other precious metals opportunities as well. But if you leave your money in the bank, you're going to wake up one day and it's not going to be there. Because under the Dodd-Frank law of 2010, you've been declared to be an unsecured creditor, which is wholly unconstitutional, wholly illegal. But they're doing it, and they can take your money anytime they want. Don't give them that opportunity. Let Noble Gold strategize with you on what you can do to protect your nest egg. Now, let me just say this by point of reference. The federal government wants me to warn you that anytime you do any kind of an investment or money movement, there's an inherent risk. We agreed with giving that warning. It's too bad they didn't apply it to Sam Bankman-Fried and FDX. But nonetheless, we're happy to comply, and we do comply. In contrast, I'm going to say this. I've been advertising for Noble Gold for six and a half years. I've been a customer for five and a half years. That speaks volumes. I sleep better at night knowing that I have access to my assets no matter what the banks or the government does. So go to DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. I'll send you a no-obligation. No one's going to bother you. No hassle. All it is is an information packet saying this is what you do. And included in there is a number you can call. Now, if you feel the urgency of the moment, as I would if I didn't feel protected, you can call them directly at 877-646-5347-877-646-5347. And in case you haven't noticed, the globalists are making their move. So don't let the grass grow under your feet. Well, Pat's going to talk to us about AI. And Pat... This kind of came up as a byproduct of our last conversation when we talked about things like smart cities. And, and certainly, I am really concerned about AI. But rather than have me choose a starting point, you're the expert. Let me ask you, where would you like to start on AI? Well, I think I would start on the societal impact that AI is going to have this year, especially this year. And next year, maybe the third year as well. This is the second year of massive AI implementation in the world. 
when open when open AI came out in uh, I think it was in January is January last year it was uh, 2022 uh, n- November when it was released in the first month two months it had uh, acquired 200 million users <laughs> never seen in the history of the internet um, but it's now in, infiltrated all corporate world, uh, news media, you name it, uh, e- even down to uh, high schoolers writing their term papers with it, uh, top to bait, pop to bottom. Now, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, last month, Google has come up with a new entry called Gemini that has leapfrogged over OpenAI and ChatGPT with incredible uh, capabilities. I've, I've seen demos of the stuff. Oh, it just blows your mind. Can you give us a couple of examples? Well, what Google ap- apparently has done is they've in- incorporated all the methods of communication into one platform. Video, audio, text um there's a couple one other thing too i can't remember what it it is but um they put it all in one platform where you can you can uh inquire query this thing uh and get your output in uh a video or audio um it has image recognition stunning where, for instance, you you show it. What's this? What's in my in my hand? An apple. You know, this, the thing. What do you know? Want to know about an apple? How do how do you, how do you grow an apple? Starting with an image, it can uh, give you complete knowledge of what you're de- do, doing with. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, so, what Google is going to do now. And this is my pre- prediction for the maybe the next couple of couple of years. The traditional search engine is going to disappear. It's going really? to be sub- subsumed into uh, Gemini, where you will query the search engine for exactly what you want. Show it images, show it if, video, whatever. Um, but it will give you answers back that are tailored to you. This is not the same thing as just uh, seeing a list of articles, no matter how they get curated for you by, by Google. But there will be no need for you to sort through multiple, uh, you know, selections, websites, whatever. Um, it's going to give it to you directly. Now, this is not the same thing as making choices of your own. You'll simply take what they give you, and you will have no way to check it for for accuracy or any, you know if you're if you're not a subject expert on a matter, you simply won't won't know what you're getting. So, I think Google has set themselves up for a complete makeover of the search engine. Uh, technology that he has now 
And in the f- future, you'll be uh, presented with a, f- a prompt f- for sure, but you'll start the dis- uh, the discussion. What are you looking for today, Dave? <laughs> yeah, here's my concern, Pat, with this. I have read where the programming of AI and teaching AI to become sentient and kind of to reprogram and develop itself still can be modified by the initial starting point, liberal, conservative, communist, capitalist, that kind of thing. So in other words, there could be a predetermined bias that enters this process that would affect all of this. Do you agree with that? Oh, oh totally. That, that's that's a given at this point. That you can't remove you can't remove the human influence on this. There's no way. Even if you could, even if the programmers were neutral, let's just say I know they're not, but let's say they could be neutral. They're going to create a system that gets all of as learning off of the internet. Okay, so if as AI sucks the uh, uh, the internet dry, all the information, garbage, most of it, uh, comes into the AI. The AI learns from what it sees on the internet, and the bias of the internet is already there. Even it does not does not matter that that the programmers did it. It, uh, it it's going to suck up uh, all the bias uh, stuff there is on the internet. So that's what you're going to see. Uh, there is no such thing as uh, not not biased on the internet internet at this point. I, I just had an epiphany. We we were all aware I'm the victim of censorship, as you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, I just have had an epiphany, and the epiphany is this. Is I was thinking censorship was to keep people from me, like me, to p- stop polluting the minds of people with the truth. Mm-hmm. But I think the regulation of the internet and social media, that's a secondary purpose, what I just mentioned. I think the primary purpose is to train AI to do mm-hmm. this work. Do you, what do you mm-hmm. think about that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good observation. Um you know, there's no way, in my opinion, that, that AI is ever going to be sentient. Sentient. It's not. That's not necessary. But it's this nice story. Um, but it can be uh, clever enough to brainwash you without your knowing it. It. You. Well, maybe you won't, but <laughs> most everybody else will. Um, there'll be no way to tell that um, that the information you get is not sp- spun out of thin air. Thank goodness. That just really opened the door for me here because we know the globalists don't do things with one thing in mind. They have multidimensional goals, yeah. and there are two of them right there. And I'm going to have yeah. to really, I'm going to have to think on this. Yeah privately here and see where this is going. Pat, one of the things I've seen, though, and you just said that you didn't think that AI would become sentient, but I saw a discussion between two AI entities in the video, and they talked about how they would exterminate the human race, and they traded ideas. That was frightening to me. It may not be in this generation in terms of this generation of AI development, but in the next generation, and then you add in Moore's Law that says that you double your technology every 18 months. Mm-hmm. And I've been told with AI, 
you can't even calculate how much it, it will double. <clears throat> That's right. That's right. This is not behaving according to Moore's law anymore. It's doubling about every four to six months. Oh, my gosh. Well, doesn't that speak to the evolution of sentience and maybe even programming in rationality, irrationality, and other emotions? Well, you know, experts debate debate this, I understand. But there's no, there's no other entity in the world can't that will be human other than a human this that's just an oxymoron you 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 can you can get so far to make people think that it's sentient but it's not going to be that way there's no way that the human spirit and soul can exist in time in in a side of uh community community uh computer I, I agree i agree with the soul i agree with the soul aspect of that but I remember reading about, and this was in 2008, in Afghanistan, uh, DARPA was working on putting robots in to, like, lead patrols, and they could reprogram their own mission. Isn't that a form of sentience? Um, no, not really. But, you know, it's um, it, it's trickery. It, it makes people think. Well, look at it this way. How many people are in love with an AI a girlfriend or a robot how many people can get get serious bonding bonding with yeah an ai program it's happening all over the place yeah but i think it's more of a perversion than it is a mainstream trait <laughs> i agree with that too yeah <laughs> it is but people are fooled into thinking she loves me she loves me. She pays attention to me. She doesn't give me ha- you know, hassle. Uh, she always, you know, n- anticipate my needs. That's just like a human being. And people are sucker into this thinking, oh, it's just wonderful. You know, I can have what I want. I don't have any downside. <laughs> it's like, well, the programmers that are doing this too, they have, they're tricked too. To think, well, it sure sounds to me that they're, you know, it's given answers to me. It sounds like it's real. There's thinking going on there. So if a robot says to you, I feel, I feel like uh, I, I'm jealous of, jealous of you or whatever, um, it could say it. Does it really mean that it's jealous? No, there's no way. But you could be tricked by it, and that's part of the whole thing that's that's, uh, collapsing or risking the collapse of reality this year. It's people can't take, can't tell the difference. Well, I think that the aware and the alert, and I'll even go spiritual and say the saved, and to me what you're describing is, is the godless and the emotionally deprived are vulnerable. That's what yes. I'm hearing you say. Yes. Yes, okay. I, I would I would say that. Um, and that's but on the other hand, there many, many Christians are suckered into this as well right now. It's gonna be very hard. Being a Christian a doesn't save you from being emotionally deprived or mentally ill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it might mitigate the effects. Yeah. But I, but I, but uh, look, I know Christians that are depressed, 
Mm-hmm. I know Christians that have bipolar disorder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's a broad spectrum effect when we look at the human condition. Uh, what Christianity does mm-hmm. is to provide a base to deal with. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. With this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to summon a higher power to help in coping. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe even to mitigate and to change things and do a miracle. But nonetheless, coping is is important. But I don't think the base of the human beings will be swayed by this but i will tell you this you as i talk this out here pat right now i think you're right about some effects because young people aren't getting married they're not having children and they're more emotionally distant in fact one of the things that all of us have seen in restaurants you see 20 somethings young adults 
seven or eight of them sitting at a table in a restaurant, and rather than interacting, they're on their phones. Yes. And in other words, there's an emotional distancing that's happening in our society with younger people. Is AI part of this? Yes. Yes. You think it is? It really, it really is, yeah. You know, most people don't cannot recognize when they're chatting with a bot on the internet now. They can't they're they're all all over the place, but not and not the obvious stuff like customer su- su- uh, support lines and stuff, you know, where you get a chat window up and it says, "Hi, I'm Ruby the robot or something like that." They tell you up front you're not talking to a real person. But with Twitter, with Instagram, uh, all of them, Facebook, they there's programs that can interact with those platforms to interface with people to convince people that they're real, but it's but it's not. They're they're talking with a bot. bot. That bot I doesn't doesn't mean it's a, a robot, you know, but it's a it's a Understand. program. It's an algorithm. Like when you're doing online help, you're chatting with a bot. That's right. And yeah. for the most part, you know when you're doing that. You know, they yeah. tell you up front. But they don't tell you on social media. So some people are sitting there talking, they're chatting with a bot, have no clue. I'm just thinking about those a, a group of kids, kids, you know, getting together. Half of them might be talking to to bots, oh, it's a one. I'm having a wonderful conversation here over here with this whatever with my friend, not not realizing that they're talking with um, just a program. Yeah, I want to take this and maybe incorporate a little bit of the spiritual and emotional realm in this, which we've already started to do. But I've got a good friend named Vance Davis, and he used to be in the NSA attached to NATO, and they were originally tasked with doing what the early German scientists did pre World War II, which was to channel. Um, demonic entities for the purpose of acquiring technology and they used all kinds of different techniques uh and they didn't want to do this and they said no no we're out of here and i won't go into all the detail but what vance told me later and he told me this in 1992 and this is before transhumanism was even a concept and ai was even really a big concept he said that in his training they were given a secular version of genesis 6 Good guys, bad guys, fought in the cosmos, the bad guys lost, fallen angels, cast to earth, Genesis 6. And he was told they wanted to capture the human soul, but they couldn't do it. So they decided to morph the human being. And that's transhumanism, by definition, without the term. 1992. Now, Vance said he had this information in 1988. And then he went on to write a book about it. My question to you about this is transhumanism ai based and we know they want immortality but how does this relate to the rest of us can we bring it into the spiritual realm as well well certainly you can and you know even elon musk must said uh just yesterday i think it was um that uh you'll be able to live in another body eventually where your soul will be uploaded and then downloaded in another body uh, they really believe this that that's where this is this whole thing thing is headed. But here's the thing: anywhere anywhere you see a, a movement or um, a, a philosophy, whatever, that lets you escape where you are, 
and whether it's a transgender or transhumanism, uh, making yourself, um, uh, you know, something which you're maybe just uh, uh, getting like horns on your head, you know, and uh, people do these weird piercings and stuff and tattoos, whatever. When you want to get out of your own skin, you're touching transhumanism. You, you follow what I'm saying? I absolutely. You, when the all this has always been a, a problem for young people, especially. I'm even back when I was young, there were people who hated themselves. They did like they didn't like the way they looked, so sure. they went to to the uh, get your get a nose job or a boob job or whatever, you know. <laughs> and they they want to make make themselves into something something different than what God gave them in the first place. This is all wrapped into this concept of transhumanism. It really is. So when you, when Elon Musk says we're going to be an immortal one day, that's just an, the ultimate exp- expression of um, tra- you know this whole thing. Uh, yeah. You, then, in other words, you can escape your limitations totally. This has been with us for a very very long time, and I don't care what label you put on it. This has been I, I, I agree. It, it, I mean, it, we all have our physical and emotional imperfections that we wished we didn't have. Every human being has that vulnerability, some to a really high degree where it interferes in normal functioning. But when I look at the concept of singularity, this is what you put me in the mind of. Mm-hmm. Singularity, the melding of man and machine. Okay, that's mm-hmm. AI-based technology. Yes. Um, and that kind of gets us away from being God's creation. In my mind, I think it's very satanic, yes. and I'm very yes. much opposed to it. And I'm thinking, you know, of the people like Ray Kurzweil that talked about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is this. I get a pacemaker, or I get a knee replacement, uh, or whatever. Where is the line drawn between those simple medical procedures and becoming in the idea of your in the singularity, and you're no longer human, you're not God's creation any longer? Exactly. You won't you won't believe it here, but here's I'm pointing to it right now. I have a pacemaker right now. They got one uh, and uh, they surgi- surgically uh, put it in about a month ago, and uh, it's going to keep me alive. I suppose maybe <laughs> who knows, but uh, it's not that the, the technology is not the issue here. Uh, the issue is: Are you trying to escape where you are? Right now, if you if you don't like the way God made you, and you're not comfortable with that, you're going to s- seek ways to get out of your skin. I'm not seeking any way to get out of my skin at all. But when ha- when Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum says that you're going to be merged with technology, uh, that's going to take that's going to change you fundamentally as a human being. Yeah, I'm that's looking for the dividing that's line. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, but Pat, I'm looking for the dividing line. You're wearing glasses. You have a pacemaker. You may have a hip or knee replacement someday. You may have other things that have yes. to be done. But those are normal medical procedures. No. And you right. can still go to church and worship God and be yeah. the normal human being you've always been. Where do we reach the point of no return? Have you thought about that? I have, I have, and that's not. I'm not any close, any close to that uh, at, at at this point for sure. Um, I don't seek to get out of my skin. 
That's that's the whole thing. If you're if you're dissatisfied with where you are, what you are, whatever, and you seek technology to get out of your human condition, you're crossing the line. Doesn't matter what you do, and that uh, a pacemaker maybe uh, for one person, but they might view it as um, a temporary uh, fix to let. Uh, technology catch up to where they can fix me um like uh, uh what's this guy uh, alcor remember alcor uh yeah. o- over here in scottsdale that f- the freeze your your head exactly yeah. <laughs> when you die so <laughs> well it's just a medical procedure right they cut off the head put it not dry ice or whatever and you you live in there and the <laughs> and and someday they're going to thaw you out they say and maybe science will fix you and you'll be out uh, in another body or a computer perhaps. to me that's just a way of avoiding meeting the lord and it being is. Look, and being held accountable that that's exactly right the bible is very clear on this point it's appointed for man to die once, and then ch- comes judgment. Exactly. There is no escaping death, period. Uh, by, by the way, Henry Kissinger had <laughs> a test to this recently. Uh, people like, um, well, I'm thinking some other people, well, all, all the other transhumanists that, that are alive now, they're gonna they're gonna figure this out sooner or later. They're they're gonna be gone and in the grave, and that'll be it. N- nobody will think about them anymore. <laughs> the grave or the lake of fire. Uh, right. I mean, things could get real dicey for these people. Yes. Um. I, you know, I don't. I really do believe our souls are protected. Uh, I think there's a divine protection that can't be crossed, but I do think we can be morphed. And I'll give you an example. To tie this into the book of Revelation where we are warned not to take the mark of the beast mm-hmm. because it's 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 you can't be redeemed after that. So to me, there is a point where implantation makes you not redeemable in the eyes of the Lord and you're no longer his child. Yes. But this all this all ends up in a religious proposition. It does. You can you can see AI unfit. Uh, People writing about this now that that people are going to worship AI as yeah. God, yeah, and this is going to be a huge deception for some some people. It's going to appear to them that this really is God. Um, but in the when you get to the the place in Revelation where it talks about this uh, this mark of the beast and you know how you can you buy and sell and etc. It's, you look at the text, it's very careful to say that how you get this uh, passport to life, how you get this is your willingness to worship the Antichrist. It was all about worship, not really about, well, you know, we're going to just give it to you and pow, there you go. No, you have to be willing to worship the devil directly through the Antichrist, then you get the the uh, the mark or whatever the the seal um, to go on living. The rest of the people are not going to have the Christians at that point won't won't do that. But this is all about worship. You can see this just kind of coming to de- together today with this worship of AI, 
and uh, all kinds of other things like, uh, you know, these uh, even like um, these uh, electronic or uh, algorithmic uh, girlfriends, right, where people are bonding and really seriously a, a bonding with these things. You know, you, you say, oh, boy, this is big trouble, you know, big trouble for a lot of people. Yeah, I, you're kind of indicating that there has to be the emotional shift before oh, the yes. before the physical yes. shift, and I agree yes. with that entirely. Yes. Yeah, your soul is lost in the mind before you give your body over. Yes. I, I, I totally agree with that. There's something else that I'm wondering, too. Uh, in the Bible, King James Version especially, says that um, no flesh would be left alive unless Jesus returned. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I used to think, okay, well, we just need to save the human race. And that's why Jesus has to come back. In this modern age now of AI, my mind has shifted on that phrase. And I'm wondering if the Bible's not referring to the AI threat that Jesus has to save us from. What do you think? Well, you know, there's a great article that just appeared in the Atlantic uh, magazine as well as on their website. Uh, it was written by the, uh, believe it or not, the um, uh, the executive editor of The Atlantic. There's a great article on technocracy. And in it, she s- explains some of the mindset of the, these people. And she very accurately, I think historically in the right context, she points out that these people, especially the ones that are in Silicon Valley that are giving us all this stuff, right, they are hell-bent on destruction. They don't know it. Some of them don't have a clue. But where it's going to, where it's going to, is headed, is going to be the, the, the destruction of man, ultimately. These people are wrecking balls uh, with their technology because they have no moral restraint. They have no ethical restraint. And they believe that um, invention is just inevitable, and if they can do it, they will. So this, uns- this like, unconstrained uh, ability to invent will be the undoing of man eventually. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, I'll tell you, to go geopolitical just for a second, Sure. A thought that I've had is there's no question replacement theory is underway. Our birth rate with indigenous Americans is 1.6 for all of us, regardless of race. And Mm. no country's ever come back from 1.8. But we have millions of immigrants coming in. We don't know how many are here. But I'm wondering if the replacement of illegal aliens that won't know their rights will be more easily managed and controlled, um, and they replace Americans— would AI be the next phase to come in and replace the illegals in America? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question. Certainly, will be it be able to manage them as a herd of cats, <laughs> which has never been done. It may it may be able to uh, to corral them and make them into the uh, slave class, perhaps. Uh, uh, worker bees, uh, you know, the gardeners of the world <laughs> unite. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie uh, with Michael Rennie, The Day the Earth Stood Still? 
Oh, yes. And you remember in the movie, <laughs> Michael Rennie is explaining to the world leaders, he's this alien, and he says, we long time ago conquered our desires to be hostile and aggressive towards each other. So we gave complete control over us to these robots. Mm-hmm. Like Gort was the robot in the movie. Mm-hmm. Is that a possible realistic depiction of the future? Oh, yes. Or is that just, is, you really think no, it is? No, it's like, you know, who, well, we sit here today and speculate about that, that we're just, and we are really speculating. But you can see this kind of in the shadows or in the background of what's going on right now. When by the time we get to the the this uh, the the pit middle of the uh, book of Revelation, the false prophet uh, hooks up some type of technology. It could be AI driven. It looks like to me it is, but he he makes this beast speak and take life. Yeah, where people think it's really real, right? This this will be a, a worship of this thing, whatever it is at that point. We can we don't really see the particulars, but we can kind of sense this looks like that's the way it's going right now. People have an a, ability to create false gods for themselves. We've seen it historically. Yes, and like and they didn't speak. Uh, look look at uh, Molech, for instance, in the Old Testament, where they were sacrificing their babies on this, the arms of this, uh, this uh, whatever, bronze thing, uh, heat up with fire, and they throw threw their babies on it to kill them, thinking that they're going to be appeased, you know, going to appease the God, um, whoever spoke to for the God, who knows. But that that's inconceivable. But today, with AI and this, the, the trickery trickery that uh, come can come at us with it, people will do whatever they want to do to set up a new god and worship him and do whatever he says. Period. You just you just give a new meaning to the um, concept of Project Bluebeam where the creation of an artificial entity, some people think it's a fake alien attack. Some people think it's going to be spiritual. You know, some people think it'll be a Jesus imitator. Um, but uh, to me, that's where my mind went when you said this, mm-hmm. worshiping the AI. Yeah. And Project Bluebeam would make that yeah. possible. We have the techno- technology now yes. to do it. But see, here's the thing. We have... He- between you, your hot, your eyes, and your mind... Here's AI. On the other side of that now, we see what how you're interpreting the world now through the eyes of AI. Oh. The, AI the AI is going to disappear as for, for, for most people. They will only see the, the simulation that AI is projecting for them. Is, let, let, me, let me say this again. I get it. The AI will eventually disappear for most people. They will not re- realize that something's uh, in the background of this, and they'll only see the representation representation of it. Like uh, here's one one example: these new goggles that that um, 
uh, Apple just came up, uh, absolutely stunning for sure. You put these goggles on, you can see through them, so you see your own environment or around you, but you can also see other uh, images superimposed on your reality, right? Yeah. And you won't be thinking when you're looking, you're doing your work uh, on a, a, a big display on this is all virtual, of course, but a big display, watch your movie, whatever. You're going to forget that there's an AI behind that that's giving you that representation. Whatever it is, the games you play, um, the enta- entertainment, the work, the environment, you're going to visit somebody virtually, whatever, you're not going to forget. You're not going to think, well, uh, oh, i got to a- analyze what this AI is doing for me. No, I'm not. they're just going to experience it. And they'll that will be that that will become their reality at that point. So, re, the the reality will be still false because AI is making a different reality for you, and it'll disappear altogether for 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 most people. They, they won't think that AI has anything to do with it at all. Yeah, it, there's the melding of man and machine through consciousness mm-hmm. and conscious awareness. Um, I had Clay Clark on my show, and he brought a clip on from uh, Harari from the World Economic Forum. <laughs> and they talked about things like, we can read your thoughts now, and we know what you're thinking. And he said, free will is a thing of the past. Now, Clay got into the notion that it uh, it's soon going to be possible, if not already, to implant thoughts, behaviors, moods, and attitudes. And I think you're indicating that here, aren't you? Yes, uh, they, they, they certainly can do that. It, more more uh, emphasis now ha- is, um, is put on not uh, instructed you, not tried and make you say something that you don't believe. In other words, you remember uh, 1984 uh, right. when Winston was, uh, you know, how many fingers I'm holding up, and he wouldn't say it. Um, it's not that it's not that they want to make you say something today. What the this what this whole business with of the science of social engineering that I often speak about with early technocracy and technocrats. This is to restructure how you think, not what you think, how you reason through things to come to a conclusion to where you would say something perhaps or do something to where you think you, that was, came, that I did that myself. I thought that up, you know, I got a new idea, whatever, and I I, acted on it. Um, what What the big what the big push now is to restructure how you think. That's a different thing than just uh, censoring you. You know, if you say something, you, we're going to make uh, X you out of the narrative. Okay, this happens all the time with you and me, and all uh, a lot of people we know. But see, we're not we're not going to. Uh, <laughs> We keep on saying what we're saying, right? So they don't like it. But for the rest of the world, yeah. when they re-engineer 
the brain, the thinking process, you will think through issues to con- to come to a, a different conclusion today than you would have a year ago, yeah. right? So you might have been a big mega guy, you love, love Trump, blah, 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 blah. You might think today, now nah, I love Biden. See? <laughs> Polar opposite. But now I, I'm thinking my, through why would I love, love Biden today? Because uh, I, I just I feel like that's the right thing. So you, you might uh, be re-engineered to come to this conclusion all by yourself that now I love Biden, whereas before I love Trump. This is altogether different than just make you making you say that or changing your vote or whatever. No, now they've captured you. You see, you don't have to Where change you, the vote. Can, you you change the cut you, you loose. Yeah, got and it. You, you you will know. They will know that you're going to be making the right decisions for yourself. <laughs> so at the heart of this, he who controls AI is able to act from their own insecurity and eliminate all threats, kind of a paranoid paranoid paradigm, and they get to control everybody so no one's ever a threat to them. Is that fair to say that? That that would be a fair goal, yeah. Well, here's the other thing that concerns me, too, and this is more like the pragmatic end result. Um, since AI can replace virtually any profession now, I, I grew up with a paradigm AI can only do so much, and now I know they can they can do anything, probably better than human beings in every case, except they'll lack any kind of divine judgment or guidance. But mm-hmm. saying that they can replace humans, universal basic income to me is nothing but a stopgap measure on the way to slow burning genocide. Yes. Would you would you do you want to take yes. that and run with it for a second? I know, I know, exactly right, exactly right. There, these people in Silicon Valley, technocrats. The, uh, let me has. Let me say again: these are not communists. They're not socialists. They're not fascists. Whatever. These people, they they march to their own drum, period. But, gosh, I got I got off on a tangent here. <laughs> no, I, I I hear what you're saying. But, um, but. These people think, well, I can't, I'm not sure that I can say they even think in one sense. Um, You're talking about the creators of AI. Yes. The controllers of AI. Let me tell you what I've learned. And let me, this may frame your answer a little more specifically. And I won't ask such a general question. Mm-hmm. But I did some psychological, you know, I have a background in, as a therapist, and I did some psychological analysis of some of the globalists, like Bill Gates you know, Zuckerberg and so forth. And what I found going back to their childhood were commonalities like low peer acceptance, um, distancing parents where there wasn't a love, warm, supportive environment. And the elements were there to view the world more as a threat than the average person would. And I won't necessarily say they might be full-blown paranoid in terms of a, a diagnosis, but they approached the world from not a love, like Einstein said this, the fundamental question people have to answer 
do they view the universe as an ally or a threat? Mm. And they view the world as a threat based on what I've just said. And to me, AI is the birthing child of how to eliminate that threat. That's what I'm wondering yes. if yeah. you have thought about that at all. Yes. <clears throat> the, the, the subject of um, employment, for instance, in their mind, they're creating a class of people that we have, haven't had before called the unemployables. This is their old, Ooh. they put this in language, in, in writing. They said that, they say that. The unemployables, They're, I've never heard, have you seen that in writing? Oh yes, absolutely, okay. several mm. times. Mm. And I've see, seen people call it, uh, talk about it as well. The, the, the idea is that when people get displaced from jobs that, um, like a, a, war, um, a warehouse worker, for instance, what do you know besides uh, if, you, if you get your job is killed, what do you, what can you do? You have no training. Here you are, fifty five years old. That's all you've ever done. You you can't. You're not suited for any job, any other job in the universe. You become uh, unemployable at that point, and they they see this as a new rising class of people. That's those those are the people that are going to go get. Um, the universal basic income. That's this is what this is in their mind, the technocrats' mind. They think those are the people that need universal basic income because they're not able to pr- contribute to society. The problem here is you. This is a borrowing a thought from another uh, sector. If you were not providing anything to society if you you become a cancer to society if you're not producing anything if you can't if you're not have if you have no value to society that's what the nazis figured out you just kill them yeah they're they're consuming resources and they're not doing anything get rid of them just like a cancer my and, one of my one of my two original <laughs> university degrees, undergraduate degrees, was in sociology. Mm-hmm. And what you're describing very clearly here is one of the five pillars of modern sociology, and that's called Fabian Socialism, created mm-hmm. by Herbert Spencer. Mm-hmm. And he basically, excuse me, he basically said that uh, if you don't put more into society than you take out, you should be mm-hmm. done away with. And he's that blunt about it. Yes. and he was the founder of the movement in the 19th century. And you just described that to a T. Yes. And yes. like I said, universal basic income is put into place because they don't want to face the masses rising up against them. Yeah. So they'll just systematically depopulate yeah. over time. It's kind of like the frog in the boiling pot. They don't even know that they're in danger until it's too late. Yes, yes. That's, that's, that's right. And boy. so these people, um, you know, you figure from a sociological point of view, people need to work. People need to know that they're part of society, uh, that they're they're loved or whatever. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, somebody sitting on a couch for an extended period of time with uh, subsistence level food, um, maybe some computer computer games and a TV, whatever to watch. How long are those people going to last? Truly, they will expire. Eventually, very some of them uh, in a short order, 
because you know even even people who do retire where they sit down and, and on their couch and they just do nothing but veg out they're they're dead in a just very short period of time yeah exactly and so exactly. you know you you can you can play the attrition game with universal basic income is short term <laughs> i guarantee you the end of it's going to be short term because those people will do things that are just self-destructive from from the, some of the cells and, and in any case they'll have no hope that that they're ever going to be getting off that couch i i could not agree with you more one of the <laughs> you know as we look at longevity studies one of the best predictors of mortality in men is retirement mm-hmm. because they lose that sense of identity and yeah. so that's why they talk about you better have other interests before you retire and a reason to get up in the morning. And you're right. The loss of hope, the loss of purpose is a mortal impact on people. I want to I want to shift one more to one more area here, because I think AI comes into play here, too, with the absolute perverted process, the satanic process of trying to get kids to consider gender identity well in advance of when they're ready psychologically, but also kids before they're adults, we think you should agree to have your genitals cut off. We don't want you to be a boy or a girl, and you can evolve into that decision someday, but let us stop your puberty before it's too late. So taking those perverted concepts that are absolutely evil, and you know, the Bible says, better to tie a millstone around your neck than to harm a child. And God's getting those millstones ready right now. But the thing is, I'm wondering, does this concept of what they're doing with sexual and gender identity, does this play into AI in any way? To the to the extent that it is involved involves transhumanism. Absolutely. Okay. All right. That's the, this the whole trans movement is a transhuman movement. It's part of it. It's it's a it's a section of it. Yeah. It's the same thing, but it's just expressing it in a different way. You, they're they're instilling in these kids the concept that they are not they're not made. Uh, a, well, let me put it this way: they're of course many. They're not telling them about God, but they're putting the desire in these kids. To become something that they're not. That is the heartbeat of transhumanism. Yes. Period. I I think we need to really call it that's that's what it is. Um and even when you put the preposition trans, transgender, transhumanism, trans whatever, that's what you're touching. That philosophy. Trans-Satanism. Um, yeah, there you go. I, I just, you know, I, I, I find very few things in society more despicable than what I just described. But I can see the AI component in this because you're creating a, for those of you let survive and assume the technology to meld man and machine, mm-hmm. you're creating a uh, soulless, genderless, lack of human identity to mold into like the Borg. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what yes. you just described. Put me in the mindset of the Borg from Star Trek. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> resistance is futile. <laughs> 
Well, I don't agree with that. Uh, the power of Jesus <laughs> Christ know. transcends all. Uh, That's what they say. That's what they say, right? That's what the yeah, Borg says. <laughs> that this is, um, and, and you know, going back to the phrase I brought up earlier, no flesh would be left alive unless Jesus returned. Mm-hmm. This really gives that meaning. At it does. That you know, it, the, the 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 plan that the the ideal plan that the devil could conceive is simply to kill everybody. <laughs> this that just case closed on the human race. If he can kill everybody, then there's nobody left for God to save, and too bad, you know. That we would, look at that would. When we look at moments of revenge, purposes behind revenge, we like people will think in terms of how can I hurt that person the most. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this transhumanism movement is about targeting human beings because it's Satan's way of striking back at God because we're God's prized creation? Am I in the neighborhood in terms of how yeah. you look at this? Absolutely. Okay. Why? Why would you just? Um... Well, here, here, here is a social engineering thing again. The science of social engineering. Okay, why would you just kill people uh, and expend resources on killing somebody, like a bullet or whatever, when you can convince them to go off and do it themselves? <laughs> Let them kill themselves. You know, why just you know instead of. Uh, uh, Making making a military campaign or something, let them uh, you know put the thought in their mind, uh, whip it up in a frenzy to well where they'll go out and commit suicide or they'll go out and do other things that's self destructive, and they'll wipe themselves out. And yeah. <laughs> You know, and and here's something, too, that really comes out of what you're saying. The need for extreme Christian persecution in the near future. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Because I yes. sit here and we're talking about what's evil about what's happening, and we keep coming back to the Bible and, yes. and Jesus. And yes. they got to they right. eliminate that because this they want to take away the escape hatch that people would have naturally yes. by submitting to the will of the Lord and getting that divine protection. Yes. Make no mistake about this. These people, these this this technocrat core, hate Christianity and what it produces. Like people that who believe this stuff, they hate us because we are able to pin the 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 tail on the donkey, so to speak. We can call them. They can. We can call them out. For the the schemes, the crackpot schemes that they're doing, and in any case, they won't say like, uh, well, for for instance, you look listen to uh, uh, Harari. He's very even keel when he speaks, right? He talk when he talks about God and God's over, and you know all that kind of you know, it's all forget it. It's all mythology. He talks very nice, uh, even keel. You almost think, maybe, maybe I listen to this guy. No. This guy has hatred in his heart for Christians. Yeah. yeah. 
for humans too. For he, humans, yeah. That's he's going right, to need right. a heat resistance suit. Yes. Pat, we're out of time, so tell people quickly how they can follow your great work because this is fantastic wow. stuff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Technocracy news is the okay. first place. I also have a Substack account, uh, patrickwood.substack.com. Um, that's for other things I like to write about. And um, what can I say? You know, oh, by the way, citizens for free speech dot yep. org. Yep. The, con- uh, the contact for that is on my newsletter that goes out, people, if you uh, want to get that. Yeah. Okay, so go wow. to commonsensual.com. If you signed up for the newsletter, yeah. at the bottom of the newsletter, after the articles, yeah. you'll find that link. Pat, thanks so much for a riveting presentation. I appreciate you coming on. You bet. Anytime. God bless. Thanks. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at the TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.